Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for E-Commerce Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers e-commerce platform store owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies. Insights from discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies. And learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for e-commerce Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan. I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, welcome to today's episode. Today, we're talking about how to dramatically increase your revenue and ROI by expanding excuse me, your Amazon or private label business worldwide, expanding internationally. And today's guest is not only a podcast host, a business founder, CEO, but he's also an Amazon e-commerce expert and a keynote speaker, and he'll be joining us to share his secrets. Before we get into today's topic and I introduce you to our special guest, of course, a quick mention about our app, SMS Messaging for Shopify Stores. Our app just launched this year in 2022, and we're very excited to currently be offering a free 45-day free trial with 5,000 SMS messages. What is our app? Well, our app is an opportunity for you to take advantage of SMS messaging, which is a way to target your customers directly on their cell phones through SMS text messaging, which right now has about a 98% open rate. You can create targeted campaigns. You can touch base with customers who live leave items in their carts, right? Abandoned carts. You can set up support bots to automatically help your customers with things like returns, tracking their shipping. All kinds of great features are available in our app. And you can find that app and take it for a free test drive at www.ngagge.com. That's www.engage.com. Check it out. You've got nothing really to lose, but a whole lot of business to gain. And of course, boost your revenue, boost your ROI, and use technology to better help your business to succeed and be successful. Okay. Without current, without, you know, waiting any longer, I just want to get the heads up. Andy, are you ready? All right. Andy is giving me the thumbs up. So without... (laughs) Further hesitation, I want to introduce you to today's special guest, Andy Hooper. He is joining us today live from the south coast of England, about an hour south of London. And he shared with me that he loves where he lives because he is literally just a quick two-hour boat ride to like the south of France, which just sounds magical. If you don't know who Andy is, you need to. Andy is the founder and CEO of Global E-Commerce Experts. And he has been successfully expanding businesses into new markets for over 15 years. As an accomplished specialist in e-commerce, Andy now works with companies around the world, providing comprehensive gateways and solutions to new markets, especially U.S.-based organizations that are looking to transition and grow and expand into the EU. Fun fact about Andy, when he's not busy working, and earning all of that awesome, fun gray hair. Andy can often be found sailing, cycling, and kayaking 
on England's South Coast with friends and spending time with family. Andy, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for e-commerce. Thank you for being our expert. Marissa, thank you very much for having us. It's, uh, it's great to be here and hopefully we can give the audience some value and some tips, uh, top tips on what they can do to expand their brand and increase revenue in their business. Well, I'm very excited because with over 15 years of a proven track record at doing just that, you have founded a really fantastic company. You've experienced a lot of success. So I know I said what your position is and the name of your company, which is Global E-Commerce Experts, but can you just take two minutes and share with our audience just a little bit more you know, of a higher level of what exactly you do to help your clients do exactly what you shared to expand um, into international markets. Yeah, wonderful. So Global E-Commerce Experts successfully expands e-commerce brands into Europe. That's what we do. Now, typically what happens is, is when you are an e-commerce seller, you're developing and growing and building. And there's so many different things that are going on. When you start looking at how you increase turnover, increase revenue, increase your margins, all these things, there's lots of different opportunities available to you. One of the key things in order to protect your brand and to continue scaling is to expand to new markets. And what we've been able to do is create a system and a process to help sellers expand their brands into Europe specifically, where, you know, initially we started off doing just one service. But now what we've ended up doing is creating an all-in-one solution that um, makes it really simple and streamlined for people. So that's what we do. We, we help sellers expand their brand into Europe, taking away all the pain, all the problems, and all the grief to make it simple and easy for clients, whether it be logistics, compliance, or the management of that in Europe. Well, that's interesting that you brought up the management because we had a guest on our series earlier this year who talked about all the different options there are to manage your company when you have made that that jump. And there's different levels to having local managers or and many managers or having one person who's just in charge of that territory. Like there's so many different options. And I can only imagine that once the company is successful in the U.S. and they are excited about what they're doing and they're excited about growth, there probably are a lot of fears and a lot of hoops they feel like they need to jump through and, a, and probably a lot of just unknown factors because they maybe haven't done it before. So it sounds like you ease that process. You help eliminate um, a lot of the fears and the unknown by sharing what you've done so successfully for all these years. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's hard enough setting up a business in, in your home country where you're based, where in theory, all of the knowledge is relatively local to you, broadly speaking. And then when you go, well, I'll tell you what, we're now going to take that to a new continent. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, there's a whole load more fears here. You know, I'm not just setting up a business. I'm taking my business and taking it to a new continent. And you need to make sure that when you're doing that, that you have the ability to strip away all of those fears to make that easy. And exactly that. That's exactly what we do. Make that simple and easy for people in order to, to do it successfully. I like it. Keep it. Uh, KISS was always the uh, acronym that people yes. would teach me growing up. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Keep exactly it simple. Right. Don't make it more difficult than it needs to be. Well, speaking of simple, we created a very easy outline of some of the talking points or, or the steps of the process you're going to share. And I'll put that up on the screen for those of you watching. 
our video show. For those of you listening on the podcast, I'll read through this simple slide. However, Andy is going to kind of rearrange the steps today because today we're talking to people who are on these e-commerce platforms like Shopify or WooCommerce. And Andy, you shared that website is, is almost the starting place for, for people who are on those platforms. So we're talking about what Andy calls the expansion pathway, obviously, as we shared, to dramatically increase your revenue and your ROI by expanding your Amazon uh, private label brand worldwide or to the EU, right, from the U.S. Some of the steps in the process that Andy works with, with his customers, are market research, compliance, which he shared, marketplace launch, 3PL, promoting website and growth. But let's go to website first, Andy, because as you shared before we started our show, for people on e-commerce platforms, the website is really the huge part, if not the star, the crux, the beginning place of a business, especially from somebody who's looking at that business, right, from a consumer standpoint. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, piece where you just showed and talked through that, you know, where we've worked with a lot of Amazon sellers, you know, we 60% of our clients are Amazon based and 40% are other platforms, other marketplaces, other websites and everything that might go in between that. So we've worked with over 2000 sellers. So what we're able to do is really look at the data that our clients provide in, a, in one way or another to really look at what the, that pathway, what does success look like if you're going to expand? And what I would say is it doesn't matter what platform you currently man you're currently working on, but the platform you're currently working on, whether it be Amazon or Shopify or WooCommerce or said other platform, what you want to be able to do is when you're looking to expand is you want to keep it as simple as possible. Exactly. You said Marissa kiss, keep it as simple, stupid, really, really focus on, what platform am I already working on? Let's not reinvent the wheel when we start going to a new continent. Let's go with what we already know, what we already um, understand, and use those skills and expertise to take that to a new market. So really, it's about making sure you understand what you're currently doing and how you can utilize that and make sure you can do that in those new markets. What would you say then is the very first step for a company, other than reaching out to somebody like you, but when a company is having success in the United States, they are maybe working on Amazon, maybe they are on Shopify or WooCommerce, they have a customer base here in the US, they have the shipping all squared away logistically, and they say... I want to make this bigger. Like I know that people in in the EU would love my product. Um, I, I would say other than contacting you, what is the first step? Or do you truly feel like the first step should always be reaching out to a company like yours? Or is there something else they should be doing before they even do that? So the first thing before you expand, what sort of size should you be? So before you even start thinking about expanding to a new market, we typically say anyone doing under half a million dollars in, in the States, really, you probably haven't got uh, the cash, the time, the investment, the people, the resource to really, really make it a success because you won't necessarily have the funding in place to be able to put more stock into another region. Now, it doesn't mean to say that if you're a fast growing business and you've not hit that number, you couldn't do it because you could 100%. Mm -hmm. But the reality is you do, you're going to need some time and resource to do it. So first thing is 
can you tick that box, yes or no? The next box is, if you're there or thereabouts, or you're going to be there very soon, you can see that from the numbers. The first, very first thing you should do is focus on the market research. Look at the region you want to go to and understand, can your product be sold there? Are other people selling it? Are they not selling it? That could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. You know, are people um, buying your product from the place in which you're buying it? So are people buying your product and you shipping it directly to Europe in some form or another? Those sort of things, you're going to start getting the information. But really, market research is the first thing. Can, is anyone selling your product? Can you sell your product? How big is the market? And what is the size of the opportunity available to you? If you sell things like, let's take bed linen, right? You sell bed linen. The size of beds in Europe are different to the size of beds in the States. Now, you can make some, you can make some adaptions and you can make some very minute changes and some, some of your products would be okay, as an example, right? But you're not going to be able to expand everything. So in order to expand, bed linen might be a great product for you, but you might need to change the dimensions and sizes, which adds complications. If you're selling fur coats, you can only sell fur coats in certain countries. Weapons, mm. guns can only be certain in, sold in certain places. CBD type products, which is very popular now. So it's about understanding what that might look like. And then once you've seen if, you're, seen if your product can sell, is actually really focusing on if it can be sold, what might be the best countries in order to do that? Because different countries, there's 28 countries in Europe and 28 languages. So you have to bear that in mind too. Wow. So first, basically looking at the market research, well, first asking yourself, where am I really in the, uh, in the game of sales? How much am I making? How much am I selling? Do I truly have the power I'm going to use the word power, right? To be able to take my business internationally. And yep. then if the answer is yes, then it is obviously, as you shared, the same steps, whether you're on Amazon or, or not, uh, at platform or not, it really is doing the market research and figuring out how your product can be sold, where your product can be sold, where it best can be sold. And then I guess it is following the steps. Then it's compliance, how to sell the product there. Are there permits you need to get or legal documents you need to work through and things of that nature? Are there changes to your product that need to happen before labeling that needs to be different? Well, we're going to come on to the compliance piece next because mm -hmm. the second step in that process is compliance, getting mm -hmm. sure your business compliance and your product compliance. So it's really, really key that once you've worked out whether your product's going to sell or not, the next step is making sure you're compliant. But you need to get the business from a tax point of view compliant and you need to make sure that your product meets the legislation in the, in, in the jurisdictions you're going to sell it. And this is the big bit that people really get stuck on because the market research, let's be honest, you, you could do a lot of that online yourself. 100% you could do that. Now, actually, it's probably easier to get other people to do it. But actually, the reality is you can do that yourself. You're going to be able to have indicative knowledge where you're, you've already got software that you're using that might tell you that information. But the next step of compliance actually is the really tricky part because they're the bit where you need a real expert locally that understands the market to make sure that works. So when you're looking at someone who can do the compliance, split it into two. The first thing, make sure your product 
is compliant. There's three things you need to know. Number one, is your product, sorry, first thing, make sure that you're, uh, you know which regulations your product falls under. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, make sure that the product is actually compliant with those regulations. And that means any certificates you need or anything like that to make sure that's correct. And if it's a food thing, product, for example, ingredients, exactly labeling. That. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, then the third one is if you've identified the regulations and you know your product is compliant, the third one is get the label compliant with those regulations. So okay. it's a three-step process. Now, some of the stuff is relatively standard. You know, you need to make sure that you're not making any claims. The information is clear. The ingredients are labeled. It's in the it's in the language that it needs to be. You need to have an address of someone locally in region the product can go to. There's lots of information from a product point of view you need, but keep it simple. Identify the regulations. Make sure the product's um, compliant with the regulations. And thirdly, make sure the label's compliant with those regulations. So that's the product side of things now you can unravel you, there's plenty of opportunity there to ravel yourself in knots just in your product compliance but the second side of that once you you know the product is ready is business compliance so mm. basically the, the key thing to look at here is you again you don't need to overcomplicate this people will overcomplicate it to charge you a lot of money but the bottom line is is that you're going to sell your products in somebody else's country. As a thank you, they're going to want you to pay some tax. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. If you're listening from the States, think of it as like Nexus. There's 28 countries. There's 28 different Nexus type of arrangements that you need to consider. It's exactly the same in Europe, although there's only 28 countries, but it's 28 languages, not one. So it does make it more complicated. But the bottom line is, is that you need to pay tax where you sell the products and the government wants a thank you. And the thank you is paying VAT value added tax in those regions. I see now why it makes so much sense to turn to somebody like you and, and what you do, because you really are a one-stop shop. You can say, you know, someone in the, in the world of e-commerce can be like, I have this product. Yes, I can do it. Um, I know for sure I can sell it in these three countries. There's a huge need in this country, but then when it comes to the steps, like you said, of making sure it's compliant and no understanding what the tax looks like, or even help knowing the languages and such, it makes sense that you would want to turn to somebody like yourself because I understand now how easily you can simplify this process for the business. It's crazy. Exactly. That. You know, look, you've, you've, you as a seller or a brand, you've got this amazing product. Mm -hmm. And if your product's amazing, you need to get that in the hands of me, you know, or, or, or clients that your target market, because if you don't, someone will copy that product and expand that brand. And yes, the, the, and the, the number one thing that people, the reason people don't expand is because they think it's too complicated. And the bottom line is, look, you know, there are thousands of service agencies out there that can solve all of these different things. We're going to talk about hundred percent. Um, you can we do all this under one roof, as you say? Totally, because we understand the market and we can do that. But the bottom line is, is in order to expand, you need to do all of these different steps. Work with people or agencies that really understand e-commerce and the market and the service that you need. Now, if that's us, then great. If it's somebody else, 
amazing, but you've got to expand your brand now. Don't wait. Well, let's talk about the exciting thing when it comes to expanding, and that is the marketplace launch. What are the main things you think the audience needs to understand about that specific step? We've talked market research, compliance. What do we need to know when it comes to the actual launch in that marketplace? So when you're launching, you need to decide which, which marketplace, platform, website you're going to utilize and, and maximize. And then you then need to consider a number of different things. You know, how are you going to you make sure that the people in those countries are going to understand it. What are the right countries to launch in? Should you be launching in every country across Europe? Should you just be launching in one? Should you launch in several? You know, what's the best opportunity? And that's going to really depend on what platforms and marketplaces you're selling on. Because, gosh, excuse me. If you are going to be maximizing the opportunity for different platforms, you're going to know which countries to sell in or which countries work better. Typically, for a lot of our clients, you want to have a, a, an approach where you're launching UK, Germany, and the Netherlands is a really good strategy. In which case, you're going to have to do some translations, certainly to start off with. So it's about understanding the right marketplaces, the right platforms to launch on in order to be in the right place at the right time to give you the biggest reach. So typically, the UK and Germany accounts for two thirds of all sales in all e-commerce across Europe. Wow. So when you're launching, it sort of makes sense to launch in both of those. But you, for some of the people listening, they might be have a more Spanish background, and actually, it might just make more sense because they're doing it. They've already got English and Spanish translations in the states. It might work better to launch in the UK and in Spain, Spain whilst the yeah. Spanish market is not as big. You've already got the translations. Like again, coming back to overcomplicating things. Why make it more difficult? The translations are already there. Don't go and get spend more money on more translations. Let's utilize that opportunity. Well, and I think with that example, that was a great example. It also will give that business a little bit of insight as to how is this going to go without as much risk. Yep. Anything you can do to de-risk the situation, maximize the opportunity. That's where you want to be doing. If you can put stock in strategic locations to maximize the reach, then that's exactly what you should be doing. And Europe is no different to that. You know, if you look at the States, you need four warehouses going across the States to get next day delivery or 48 mm -hmm. hour delivery. Europe is really not that much different. You need somewhere in the UK and we'll come on to logistics in a moment, but you need to maximize those opportunities. And, understanding what the best locations to start in is going to be the key part. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of logistics, is that what 3PL means? I don't understand. I've never heard that term before. 3PL. That's so 3PL, third-party logistics. Ah. So logistics is the next key step that you need to maximize. Now, if you're already working with shippers that you, you already um, trust, then carry on utilizing those as long as they can ship products into Europe and they understand the European markets. So the first thing is getting products from your manufacturer directly into your warehouses, local into region. Now, depending on your strategy, might go into a B2B warehouse, might go into a third-party logistics warehouse, depending on your strategy. But really, the key things to consider are getting the products from the manufacturer, getting through customs, 
storing the products locally to get them to a two-day window. You know, being able to fulfill products to within two days is reasonable, certainly when you're starting out. You could even be three days for certain far reaches of Europe if you're really looking to maximize that. So the logistics piece is then, can you do B2B and B2C fulfillment? So direct to the consumer or into businesses. So the logistics piece is really, really key because you need to factor in things like returns, reworks. Can you, you once you've got a return, can you rework it so you can sell it again? You know, you don't want to be throwing away products because the pack, someone's opened it. Well, if someone can repackage it for you, you can sell that item again. You know, that's what you really want to be doing in order to maximize the opportunity of selling in Europe, which is what you would do in your home market. So that's where you really want to be focusing on having a strategic logistic partner that's going to support and help you. I love this. And isn't it interesting how today's consumer expectation compared to 10 years ago is just wow. incredibly different. Um, consumers are now conditioned to that two-day, which you mentioned right away, that two-day opportunity that we either really need or want a product to wait longer, um, or we're saving a lot of money to wait longer, or we are immediately on to the next option. We're, oh, can't get this within the next two days. I'll find somebody who can. Uh, so it's interesting how uh, the consumer expectations have changed a lot in the last, I would say, 10 years, isn't it? Yeah, and that's and, and those things are always changing. You know, mm -hmm. I think that what we're going to see over the over the coming years is just the network becoming much better at delivering on that. I think the expect. I think two days. Most people are happy with two days. Yeah, you know, people realise that actually, if they want the next day, they're going to have to pay more for the product. Mm -hmm. But two days is okay for most times. And if you want to pay an extra five pounds, you can get next day. Most people yeah. are happy with that. I'm pretty, you know, it's crazy. I was never in, in my social circle. I was never the most e-commerce driven person. And I really did change my patterns a little bit just because society did. I was never a huge Amazon shopper. I liked to, to go to a store and, and be tangible and touch things. But obviously during the pandemic, I think my habits shifted. I'm a little more e-commerce inclined these days, but I think compared to the average consumer, I'm even a little more gracious. You know, I understand if something's got to be shipped, I usually shop in advance. I'm good with three, four days. I'm good. I even shop sometimes overseas and I'm okay with the seven day situation, especially if it's like an item of clothing. Um, but that's me. And I know most consumers are not always as organized and not always as gracious, but uh, I do agree. This is something that does continue to change and businesses have to continue to use expert help, I think, to continue to hit the mark. And, and make yep. sure, you know, the customer experience is ultimately, I think the, the, the end all be all of a, of a successful e-commerce business is the customer yeah. experience. Yeah. I think yeah. that you, know, I think the customers, you really now are, are tending to buy certain things online mm -hmm. in the UK, things like clothes, there are certain marketplaces, stores that have got it really dialed in where you can buy online. There's a store in every town that you can take stuff back to. If it doesn't fit works really, really well. Yes. But selling clothes on the likes of Amazon and a lot of websites where you can't do easy returns, it does put people off. So mm -hmm. having an easy return process really means that if you're selling apparel on, on your website, you've got a much higher chance of conversion if 
the returns process is easy. Yeah. And with shipping too, I know if you're shopping online for apparel, you sometimes do need to buy two sizes to, to know what's right. And you use your own bedroom as the fitting room. So um, having options, having uh, shipping that is affordable or even free uh, especially helps, I think, when it comes to apparel as well. Totally. 100%. Well, let's let's talk about these last few steps. So promoting your website and then ultimately growth. We just have a few more minutes together. So let's talk about the promotion side of, of expanding internationally. What do this we need to know really, about that? This bit's really simple. Yeah. You've got to promote your product. You've got to put some cash behind it and you've got to get the product out there, whether it be pay-per-click, social reach, influencers. Honestly, it doesn't, you, 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 the, the methods you're using now, you will have to adapt. But typically the process you're currently using will be adaptable to the European market. So you might need to adapt slightly, but the bottom line is you've got to promote your products. Otherwise, you're not going to sell any. And that is promotion. And we could spend a whole episode just talking about that. But that's the bottom line is promote the products and you will sell them. It's interesting too, because apps like Instagram, TikTok, you know, Facebook, these are global. So yep. what's really nice is if you're doing something that is working well here in the States, for instance, maybe you are using an influencer. If if it's kind of like, if it's not broken, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Is that the saying? If, if something's yep. working really well here and it is on a global app, it might be a matter of finding a carbon copy of that influencer who lives in Spain or lives in Germany and kind of rinse and repeat, you know, um, again, I'm sure there's compliance things that, that come into play and, and, uh, you do have to do a little market research, but I do think social media has really changed the promotion game and the marketing game very much. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly that. Um, hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, uh, I'm making you talk a lot. Do you need a sip of water? Are you doing okay? I'm all good. Doing good. Uh, I know it's late in London. It's a little bit earlier here in the U.S. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, share your thoughts and insights with us. For those of you listening to the podcast, of course, I'm going to share Andy's contact information in just a few minutes. We'll also share what you can find on his website through his podcast. So keep listening. We're just going to cover now, and we did talk a little bit about it, but the importance of the website, you know, and 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 how all of these steps together are going to help us to grow internationally. So. What should we know about uh, the website and, and the different things we may need to do if we're now incorporating an international plan? Yeah, I think the, the website and the growth piece become really, really hand in hand here because, you know, what you're looking to do is to maximize the opportunity that's available to you in Europe. Because whilst Europe is in 28 countries, that's amazing. The downside to that is there's 28 marketplaces that you could utilize there's 28 platforms you could utilize there's 28 languages 28 different domains you might need to manage and really the difference now is in this growth stage and the website stage is really about getting the brand into further hands of more people and really getting it as far as you can into different countries so when you're looking to really scale and grow the business it's about utilizing all of those different opportunities and perhaps it might be about staying on the one platform or one marketplace you're already on or diversifying and maximizing so for a lot of our clients we've got you know them in our warehouses both in the uk and across europe but what we can also do is take their products and link them into 35 other marketplaces and sell their products for them because they're already in our warehouse. It just makes sense. So there's lots of opportunity for you as a seller to be able to do those things. 
And now we are working with you, Andy. We have done everything right. We've done, you've helped us with the market research. Our product is compliant. We had a successful launch. Our logistics are looking good. We've been promoting. We've got some great influencers working in the marketplace. We're promoting. Our website is fantastic. We're experiencing growth. Then what? Tell us. We're happy. We're excited. What do we need to do to continue that upward trend? And if we've been working with an agency like yours, do we continue that relationship? Do we continue with that? Um, I think, well, relationship, do we continue working with you for me? Well, I think that, that coming back to your point earlier about, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, yeah. You know, the answer is, I would say yes. Uh, you know, everyone's going to have a different opinion on that. But the growth piece is really, really key to just maximize the opportunity that's available in Europe. We've all got a different uh, process or thought process in our head as business owners, entrepreneurs about what we want to do, how we're going to do it, where we're going to take it. But really, the growth of the business in Europe is really going to be about diversifying on different marketplaces. You should be able to get to 80% of your sales in the US in Europe. So that's really your target to get an extra 80% of revenue in Europe from your, your expansion. So that's wow. the target that you should be able to reach with a successful expansion. Is it fair to ask what kind of timeline something like this looks like? Is that a fair question? I think that's totally fair. And I, I think that the answer is going to be dependent on how much you're already doing. If you're doing a million or if you're doing a hundred million, that time frame is going to be slightly different. Typically, our clients that we work with, and they're between five and 50 million pounds, the average time frame is 18 months to three years in order to get to that point. So, you know, some clients will obviously do that a lot quicker. You know, it depends on the brand, the social, the, the, the investment in the brand in order to make that happen. But yeah, anywhere between 18 months to three years will make that happen. And I know I'm going to share your contact information in just a moment. And when I shared some of your, you know, bio notes during our introduction, I shared that you are very specific, specifically working with U.S. clients who are looking to expand to the EU. I know that that has been your history. And is that what you're also going to continue with? I know you probably also work with local clients who might be expanding the other way as well, but you do work with U.S. clients who are expanding internationally. Yeah, 90% of our clients are U.S.-based. So mm -hmm. we, you, we've, that's where we sort of struck a chord, if you like, when we started. And we've continued to build on that because actually when you expand, what you need to go into a new marketplace or new, sorry, a new um, continent is that you need people that understands that continent, whether it be you know, in the UK or Germany or France or wherever else. You need people that understand that whole market, that have got the whole view that can really support you. So what we're able to do is to hold, hand, hold your hand when you expand to do every piece with you, whether it be all the logistics, all the compliance or all of the management. We can do that all under one roof to make that easy. Everything can seem complicated, but the reality is it isn't if you're guided and supported in the right way. And obviously, we'd be a perfect choice for that. We're the only company that can do it all under one roof. There's lots of companies, service providers that can do all the different bits. And I'm sure that there are some that do some of those individual bits better than us, 100%. You know, do we want to be as better than them or as good as them? Of course we do. Um, but we are the only one that does it all under one roof and can give you that holistic approach. 
Well, for those of you watching the video, I immediately lightened up when Andy said, said hold your hand to expand because I am one for uh, really fun. I love slogans. I love things that rhyme. Andy, I think you should coin that if you haven't already. You know, we'll hold your hand to expand or while you expand. Like that was a really good kind of ending point that you made. It's almost like you become the liaison. You walk a company into the country. You help them understand what they need to do, where they need to be, how to do it. And you do it in a way that is, um, you know, almost like a coach, like a colleague. You know, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. For those of you listening, I just want to let you know, if you're listening and not watching the video, Andy has a really awesome energy about him. He uh, obviously speaks from experience. Your histories and your successes are, are very credible. And I'm excited for how much you have grown um, and the founding of your own company in, in the last several years. So for those of you who want to connect with Andy, I, I really... Uh, I, I want you to do that. And you can do that on LinkedIn. And he's easy to find. Uh, obviously, linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash Andy, A-N-D-Y G Hooper, H-O-O-P-E-R. So it's Andy G Hooper on LinkedIn. But more importantly, Andy, if we send the audience to your website, which is going to be wwwglobale commerceexperts.com forward slash podcast. So it's global e-commerce experts.com. And there is a hyphen in e-commerce forward slash podcast. What can our audience find there? Because you are a podcast host as well. Yes. Yeah, so what you're going to be able to find there is our seven step guide on how to expand to Europe. Gives you all the information we've talked about today and in a lot more detail, links to videos on all of those different bits in more detail so you can fully understand those. Um, there's no go and fill in your email. This isn't clickbait or anything like that. All the information's there. Go and you grab it, utilize the information. When you've got questions, come back and ask us. We're here to successfully expand brands. Our consultancy comes free. We make our money from the services that we sell. Um, ideally, You'll utilize us for everything, but we understand that you may already have a provider that you already love. Stick with them. No dramas. Uh, I love that. To successfully expand you. So you not only offer your services in full, but you also almost do it on an a la carte basis. If somebody needs some strategy advice or some help with certain certain steps along the way, you're, you cater to what your client needs. Exactly that. We, you know, we're here to successfully expand brands in, into Europe. That's it. I love that. So I love if that. we can do one piece of all of it, we're here to support you. Well, wonderful. On that, on that note, I think this has been a really successful show in helping you know, the audience understand kind of the flow, uh, the way they should be thinking about the flow. Uh, you call it the expansion pathway, which you've opened up to us. How, any, any kind of thoughts you'd like to share as we wrap up and... Uh, invite people to connect with you. I think if you're sat there right now and you're you're thinking like a lot of e-commerce sellers where you, you might be slightly overstocked, um, you've, you, you've had the crunch of everything going on, Q4, logistics, you've got some overstock. If you're sat there thinking you're worried about people protecting your brand or you need to protect your brand, expansion is for you. Don't hold back. You can probably sit there and give yourself 25 reasons why not to do it. I can give them all to you now. But the reality is you don't need to have that fear or be held back. We're here to support you. We're here to look after you. And if you want that advice and support, we'd love to talk to you.
I love that. If you want a personalized coach, a teammate, and really an international liaison to hold your hand while you expand, you're going to reach out to Andy Cooper at Global E-Commerce Experts. I love it. Wonderful. Andy, thank you so much for being our guest expert today on our podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights and expertise and really your successes with our audience. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day and best of luck to you now and in the future. You too. I love Andy. What an amazing, uh, talented, smart, and uh, certainly a man with a proven e-commerce track record for helping businesses to expand internationally. Let Andy hold your hand while you expand. Andy, if you don't coin that, I might have to just start a competitive company and coin it because that is too too much fun and too perfect of a rhyme. Andy, thank you again so much for joining us. Please connect with Andy, Andy G. Hooper on LinkedIn. And of course, if you connect with him and drop him a note, make sure you connect and leave that note. Let him know you saw him on the Engage podcast. And of course, visit his website. It's ecommerceexperts.ecommerce, excuse me, it's globalecommerceexperts.com forward slash podcast and check out his podcast as well. Connect with our guest. And of course, you can connect with me as well. If you're interested in joining me as a guest expert on our show, or you have questions or need help connecting with one of our past guests, you can also contact me. And my email is marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M at N-G-A-G-G-E dot com. That's marissa dot M at engage dot com. That is the end of today's episode. I want to thank you so much for joining me. And of course, just a quick reminder, if you are in the world of e-commerce and you have a brand that you are looking to continue promoting and really looking for help with SMS marketing, do check out Engage.com. That's N-G-A-G-G-E.com for the Engage SMS for Shopify app. It's it an incredible app that will help you connect with your customers where they are. And of course, we know that's on their mobile devices. So check that out, connect with me. And I look forward to seeing you again for future episodes of Digital Marketing Intelligence for e-commerce Ask the Experts. That is all for today. I hope you all have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time.